2: Ash. Taryn. The fact or fiction that I have for today is it's a heart. It's a heart jerker. Hit me with it. Tear jerker? Heart tear jerker? It's definitely tear jerker. Whatever. Um, did you know it's illegal to own just one guinea pig in Switzerland? Just one? Yes, because it's considered animal abuse because they're social animals and get lonely.
1: <gasps> guinea so you help them. No, it's like me and you. (laughs) (laughs) We're guinea pigs for life. Uh. Give it (laughs) it a second. (laughs) Calm down, (laughs) please. (laughs) Lex was like running to press the record button. (laughs) Sprinting.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I was rushing because you always are the one that's like, hello, everyone, and welcome, blah, blah, blah. So I wanted to do it. The, she didn't even press record. Yet. I didn't know she had a with oh, record. Shoe.
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome no. back. <laughs> Fine, take it away, Taryn. Let's
2: do it now.
1: Hey, everyone. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Straight face. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. This is Unsolicited Advice. I'm Ashley. That's Taryn. And we're having a hard time today. I, I just want to say, I've been really tired lately. Yeah. So I treated myself to a 15-minute nap yeah. today. And I feel great. I feel kind of drunk because I'm yeah. like still coming out of the nap. But I feel great. And yeah. guys, this is 30. It really <laughs> is. I had a great nap. And I'm feeling... I'm feeling some type of way right now. I'm feeling yeah. good. I needed it if we were going to record today.
2: Yeah. No, I love when you come in more like loopy because it's just fun. It sets the it's bar just high. <laughs> Maybe I should start like drugging you. Okay. <laughs> that took a turn. I'm all here, Ash. Have a bite of this brownie. <laughs> everyone's like Ashley's so giggly all the time they're so good for you (laughs) just kidding Taryn tell us about yourself what's up how you been Um, how you feeling I've been good I've been really busy and it's funny like I, I I remember in the beginning of quarantine when we were like oh like I can't wait till stuff is normal and now I'm like oh I miss just like not having anything to do, just
1: being in your room all day. Yeah, cleaning twenty four seven. Seriously, making like, every single
2: meal. Yeah, good I, times. I'm a, I'm kind of a mess, but it's great. Um, other than that, oh, I started a YouTube video series. She did, guys. Wait, can we take a second? Can we take a second? Sure. <laughs> she started
1: a YouTube series. A YouTube. <laughs> take it away, Terry. <laughs> You didn't add any information. No, I just wanted to make it clear like you are on YouTube. Oh yeah uh, again you, yeah. Know, if, you know you know does uh, Taryn likes to <laughs> <laughs> announce Taryn loveback tease her audience. you know she'll come out of nowhere post a vlog and be like I'm gonna be posting I'm gonna be filming a lot more I'm gonna be posting a lot more and then just bounce <laughs> two for two years, for years later, year and then come back with another <laughs> another banger the thing is like she's really good at videos and <laughs> vlogs and she's an amazing person so her videos are just great oh but it's the most frustrating thing to be like then do it you I know? know and I, know. I can't I, you know what I'm gonna stop talking
2: Taryn has started a YouTube series <laughs> yes. No, it's, it's fun because, um, like I have been kind of in the process of filming it for the past like month or so, I would say. Yeah. Um, but it's a very like real time type of thing and it's very vulnerable. It's all about basically like just trying to document my like self-love journey because I haven't been in like the healthiest place, but also like. Bringing people into that. Mm-hmm. And I will say the response to it, I, I can't read comments without just like crying hysterically. Oof, yeah. Because it's just so apparent that like there's so many people dealing with stuff right now. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's creating this space where people can just be like, oh my God, I'm struggling with this too. Like yeah. I'm not alone. It's just been really cool. So even though I'm scared for showing some of the stuff, we film because it's very like vulnerable i'm excited if it does create a space for that if that makes sense yeah so. and i
1: think people forget that we are coming out of a very dark time yeah and i think people are thinking that they're the only ones feeling this way yes i agree and, I, and then it only makes sense because we've been isolating ourselves for over a year now mm-hmm. so it only makes sense that you're not opening up you're not talking to people yeah. about these dark things because you're not around people, you know, we're just now entering back into like this, a social life. So it only makes sense that people are thinking that they're the only ones feeling this way or going through this. So that's why I think it's so brave and so awesome that Taryn's doing this because it's creating this safe space for people to be able to be like, whoa, me too. Mm -hmm. I feel heard. I feel seen. And that in and of itself gives someone confidence to like take charge of them, their own life. You know?
2: No, I love that. It's been cool too, like, I think our world is so much wrapped it's so wrapped around social media, but the people who hold the reins to social media are a lot younger mm-hmm. than me and you like you know what I mean, like the TikTok world and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And so it's been cool to see a lot of people who are like, Oh my god, I'm in my thirties and like I don't have content I can like watch and like personally relate to. Yeah. And then I have like 16 year olds that are like Oh, my gosh, even though I'm younger, like this is helping me so much. So I think it's gonna be cool because the bottom line, and it's what we talk about on this podcast all the time, is we just have we have to talk about it. Like yeah. we can't keep stuff in. We need to talk about it because that's how we start healing. So, even though I'm like, I don't want to talk about all of this, like yeah. it's just on the internet. But I think it's it's cool. I feel like i can I can handle it because i I do like to be vulnerable. Yeah. No, you're perfect for this, (sighs) but it's scary. So yeah, so that's that's pretty much what's new in my life. But Ash, the real freaking question is, what's new in your life? Oh my god, you guys! (laughs) Someone hit the drum roll button.
1: I just freaking there's so much to say and there's so much to to do. (laughs) Taryn Taryn doesn't know these things though. I mean, listen, I'll
2: take the applause. (laughs) I will take the applause. Woo! I think you have to push it to stop. Oh, wait. Never mind. We're good. We're good. <laughs> I clearly don't know. Ash stopped letting me play with them a long time ago.
1: She, she went <laughs> too hard with the sound effects.
2: Yes, I did. Um, Basically, my
1: sister and I have been working on a clothing line for the last two years, secretively. Woo! We haven't told anyone or announced it anywhere, only like a handful of clothing. Uh, People in our immediate circle knew about it. We've been working on it for such a long time. Um, Obviously, COVID set us back. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a huge blow when we were like, oh, we're not launching spring of 2020. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So basically, fast forward to um, last Thursday. Yeah. June 10th. Yeah, it launched. It has been a long time coming so much like blood, sweat and tears like went into this brand and um, Alicia and I are so freaking proud of it and As um, it should be. it's called parallel apparel. It ah! is Does that feel weird. Yeah. Like You're telling people <laughs> yeah. about your freaking clothing yeah. brand. It's, it's, it's weird. Oh my God. Um, I'm the co-founder of it. Alicia is obviously the other co-founder of it. Um, it is an ethically made here in LA clothing brand. It's all basics and it basically resembles like, um, the, the, the small line of clothes that me and Alicia like share all the mm-hmm. time and like what we're most comfortable in and it, fully embraces body positivity yeah. and comfort and confidence. And we're just so freaking stoked that it's finally out. Oh my <laughs> God. We can finally talk about it. Yes, So would no. love to like have her on here maybe yeah, one day oh and we gosh. can talk about the That'd process. Be great. Yeah. If you guys are even interested in that oh, stuff. Sure I know are. we talk a lot about like self help stuff, but
2: I think it's interesting. I think it's very inspiring to hear people, the process of taking like a dream into something and what goes into that. And I will just say, just, I mean, obviously, I'm one of your biggest fans in life. Right, Terrence, known from Um, the beginning. (laughs) And watching the dedication and the hands-on and the thought that's gone behind this, like Mm -hmm. not only are the clothes just so like freaking cute like every single piece i'm obsessed with and i will own (laughs) um but it's like the quality of it like you guys skipped no corners even what i personally was like the most impressed by is when they they decided they wanted to be inclusive of all bodies so they Mm -hmm. have a lot of plus size options and they didn't just say like, oh, okay, we'll just magnify the clothes, which I think a lot of clothing brands do. Yeah. But they had girls come in that were those sizes and try on the clothes and then hear from them, oh, actually, well, this crop top now just feels like a bralette to me. Like you need yeah. to add more fabric or things like that. And I, I was blown away for you guys being like, never – dipping your toes in something like this to see how much care you put into we want to make something that people will have in their hands and love. Like I was was just so like mesmerized by you guys. So I'm so excited for Uh. people to see like that side of it.
1: Oh, thank you. There's Girl. so much I could keep talking about this for for Same. Hours. Should we just do a parallel episode? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if you, you know, shameless self-promo, go check it out. Um, yes. at Parallel Apparel. Oh my god. It's happening. You can shop at peril.com Yeah, you can. Tag <laughs> okay. your stuff. Anyways, um Gosh. coming coming down from that high. We're headed to another high because this is our Enneagram episode number two. Number two. Uh, we're really stoked for this. Um, again, we've already talked to you guys about this. We're not going in any particular order, but we are going yeah. off of your guys' <laughs> stories that you guys are sending in. So if you guys are listening to this and you want to participate, please yeah. drop what you're doing. Send us an email. Title it Enneagram. Type whatever mm-hmm. you are or Enneagram series. Um, and yeah, we we can't wait to dive into your guys's. Yes. I have a four today.
2: I am tackling an eight.
1: Amazing! Too. Should four, we like? Six, do we like rock eight. paper scissors? Do we like what?
2: Um. Well, do you want to start with the tearing it up? Oh, I. I would love, and to then start I'll with go, the it and up. then you go. You know. Yes, 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 Chana. yes, yes, yes. Guys, um, I love, I love that. Like, I don't know. Like, it feels exciting that like things are starting to happen. I feel like just the mood in life is starting to pick up and much more positive. I don't know. Like I've been wanting to, I've been being more motivated to push past. Like I've been self isolating. That's one of my many symptoms of my like (laughs) rough time. Yeah. And like last night I was like, I did not want to go. Me and Ash had plans. And I like pushed myself because I'm like, no, like this is a new chapter. Like I really think in everyone's life, we're we're coming to the end of a really rough chapter that literally is history mm-hmm. and we need to like be pushing ourselves into like the next chapter and it was so cool cuz like i pushed past it and went and it was just the best night ever. Yeah. So good for my soul, you know? So it's just exciting. And then seeing like with parallel and like all these things, like I think people are starting, which obviously when you guys started parallel, it was way before. Right. All this COVID stuff. Pre-pandemic. That that threw a wrench. But (laughs) I think it's just so cool to see like life start to yeah. happen again but that's
1: that's the thing with depression which I think we all need mm-hmm. to take a second and recognize like we might be in it still yeah oh my god <laughs> um, yeah it it gets comfortable yeah and that's where it gets dangerous mm-hmm. because you get so actually <laughs> oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a second I read a quote that I thought would be very great to start this episode off yeah. with um it was Enneagram related but I think also kind of like goes with that I think one of the beautiful things about The Enneagram and studying your number is learning where your weaknesses are and what your struggles are and fully embracing them and recognizing them. Um, So I wanted, I wanted to read this quote because it was just, it was just really well said because this also I think could go along with just like any struggles in general. Yeah. Which is what we're going to talk about. yes, I'm going to read it. This is random, but here we go. As long as we stay in the dark about how we see the world and the wounds and beliefs that have shaped who we are, we're prisoners of our history. We'll continue going through life on autopilot, doing things that hurt and confuse ourselves and everyone around us. Eventually, we become accustomed to making the same mistakes over and over in our lives that they lull us to sleep. Ooh. We need to wake up.
2: Oh, my gosh. Isn't that heavy? So like good. mic
1: drop and it makes so much sense. And I think this is very applicable to the depression thing. I know we just went on tangent cause I said I was going to do a turn it up. No,
2: this is good. It's but relevant.
1: Yeah. Like you have to wake yourself up and make yourself do things like go and do the plans yeah. you said you were going to do. Otherwise you'll continue to feed into this contagious, yeah. comfortable cycle that you've allowed yourself to fall into.
2: Which is a very interesting perspective because I think it's easy for people to be like, okay, well obviously like you're miserable why do you just keep doing the same stuff mm-hmm. or like from an outside why perspective do you, that's yeah, what, yeah like well why do you keep eating like that if you feel sick why do you keep like staying in your room all day if mm-hmm. you're depressed but it is there is a sense of just like routine that you form and like you said like a comfort it becomes very comfortable comfort comfortability <laughs> comfortability why was that so hard but <laughs> you know what i mean like where it's almost like it is comforting to just stay mm-hmm. in that lane. And so, and you do become just like comatose. I almost. remember I said this, I said this the other day to a friend. I was
1: like, I remember last summer when it felt like things were opening up. And <laughs> we were like, just and kidding. I was like, Oh, like I'm kind of sad because it, I was enjoying my, like my home body self mm-hmm. was very much enjoying my home routine. Mm-hmm. I will go ahead and say, and preface this, like I had a great group of people that I was living with yeah. we had a good living system yeah. um, I felt very lucky in that way and I had already worked from home so I did have it very easy in that perspective but I was like this whole like lack of responsibility yeah felt great to me mm-hmm. and I was like oh I'm gonna miss that but then the second it like closed down again I was like I was just kidding yeah. like, <laughs> I was <Wait>. like, no. <laughs> so anyways I just thought that was a great way to start no, this love episode that. because I think diving into our numbers, learning our strengths and our weaknesses, can only help us know what we need to do. Like Taryn forcing herself to go mm-hmm. be social,
2: it was rough, you man. know. But I had to pop, pop an Excedrin. I had a headache. An <laughs> I, I was like, just she go walked in outside sweats.
1: and saw the sun hit her, and she goes, My head. "I was like." ah. <laughs> My Anyways, yeah. back to the tearing it up. Uh, as you guys know, we have our little funny stories that we, we love reading from you guys. So I'm going to go ahead and start this off. I'm not going to say the title. Hello, Taryn and Ash. My Hi. name is Emma and you can say my name. I love you both. And of course, the podcast too. I'm just going to get straight to the story. Me, my friend and my sister were going to a late night church event that happened to be at Wegmans, which I don't know what that means. I don't either. I'm sure someone somewhere is like, oh, Wegmans. Yeah. My friend's older brother dropped us off in his red car. We got out, did our thing. When me and my sister were finally out of the event, um, we started fighting over shotgun and I saw the red car. So I started sprinting full speed because I can't let my sister win. Obviously. of course,
2: Anyone with siblings is like, (laughs) yeah,
1: (laughs) my sister is two inches behind me the whole way. And when I reached the car, my sister's full body slams me into the car. So picture me p- completely pushed up against the car as I'm like squirming trying to look in the window. I realize it's not her brother. No. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it's it never the car. my friend's brother's car it's at never all? never the car. <laughs> Even worse, the guy who was in the driver's seat looked up completely mortified <laughs> and just staring at me. I started to sprint in the other direction, not caring where I was going or whether my friend was behind me or not, <laughs> even though she was behind me jogging in her heels, by the way, <laughs> trying to say sorry and get out of there. Unfortunately, I did not get the front seat, but my sister didn't either. To this day, I laugh still at this because I'm a mess. That's all. I love you both.
2: Oh my gosh. She probably scared the crap I out mean, of that guy. Imagine, oh, imagine. I
1: would be like because I'm gonna go the um that word the Wegmans I'm gonna go ahead and say that that's probably like a grocery store I would assume grocery store does Lexi know oh Lexi says it's the best grocery store
2: okay so is it in like
1: where it's like, like a public west northeast.
2: northeast okay <sighs> okay you learn something so that that make make that. like
1: some probably like normal guy yeah. in public is going
2: <laughs> to the grocery That's like store us being like we're at ralph's yeah <laughs> you know yeah what I mean?
1: exactly i just spit all over anyways myself. thank you mic. so much for the turn it up you guys know <laughs> we how much we love a good laugh yes. especially when when things get more serious so we appreciate it so much
0: today's episode is brought to you by angie
1: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line.
2: Taryn, you want to take it away? I would love to. So um we are going to read a story, or I <laughs> I am going to read the story. Yeah. By We about... <laughs> Okay, so we are gonna get started. The one I have is an Enneagram type 8. Which last week we talked about, I I talked about an eight actually quite a bit because that is a number that I frequently go to. But before we get into the story, just so we can like better understand the writer, um, I'm going to do our quick what it's like to be an eight. And again, this is based off of the road back to you book yes, road back um, to that you. we're big fans of. Oh my gosh. Yeah. If you guys are like intrigued by this at all, definitely get this book. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the, cause I've read a couple that I still like learned a lot from, but this was like the most, like yeah everything you need to know is kind of like in it.
1: Yeah. I already said this before, but this is the one that made me cry. I realized my number with this one. This is my friend, Ashley actually gave me this book. This is actually her book,
2: but yeah, take it away, Taryn. Okay. So what it's like to be an eight? I have been told that I'm too blunt and aggressive. You know what I love? You know what I like that we're reading these is because Mm -hmm. I feel like people, even if they haven't taken the test, they'll listen to these and be like, oh my gosh. Oh my damn. Every single one of those. is me. me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've been told I'm too blunt and aggressive. Doing things halfway is not my spiritual gift. I enjoy a good verbal skirmish just to see what others are made of. Which I don't, what is that? Fight. Oh, like, like you like to like argue with people yeah. kind of thing. In relationships that matter to me, I insist on being honest about conflicts and staying in the fight till things are worked out. It's hard for me to trust people. Justice is worth fighting for. I can sniff out other people's weakness the first time I meet them. Saying no isn't a problem for me. I welcome opposition, bring it. I make decisions fast and from the gut. I don't like it when people beat around the bush. I'm wary of people who are super nice. When I walk into a room, I know immediately who has the most power. I don't have much respect for people who don't stand up for themselves. One of my mottos is, a good offense is better than a good defense. Don't mess with the people I love. I know I'm respected, but sometimes I want to be loved. I have no problem confronting a bully If God wanted people to wear their hearts on their sleeve, he would have put it there. And under my tough exterior is a tender, loving heart. And that is the eight, ladies and gentlemen. That is the eight. And it's so funny because I relate to so many of those things. Yeah. The eight is called the challenger, by the way. The challenger, yes. Um, But then there's other parts of that that I'm like, no, I'm totally opposite, which makes sense why. I only on go the there sometimes. Heart. Yeah, like, I'm like, what? Nice. My heart is all on my face. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, okay, so understanding and ate a little bit more. I'm gonna go ahead and go into our story. So, hello, besties. Should um, call me bestie. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> back off, she's not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hope you. Are do- <laughs> I hope you are doing well. And if not, I hope tomorrow is better. Oh, I cool. honestly love that. I was yeah. like, I'm gonna start saying that. Like. Yeah. Hope your day's good. If not, there's tomorrow's always a new tomorrow. Day. Yeah. Firstly, I just wanted to genuinely thank you guys for creating a safe space for people to share their meaningful life stories. You really are changing the world. <laughs> I'm I really like you and honest. Thank you. Secondly, I am an Enneagram nerd, so I have been very much looking forward to these episodes. A little bit about me. I'm a junior in high school. My whole life, I have always been a big, expressive personality. Oh, I should probably let you know, I'm an eight wing seven, which makes sense with the big, Big expressive expressive personality. (laughs) Yeah. I have looked into the idea of being a six because I am a naturally anxious person. However, I related more to the eight, especially as of late. This past year has been really tough for me. Like all of us, it was one of those things where even if the pandemic didn't happen, there was still a lot of pain. Through this year, I feel like I have clamped up emotionally. Listeners, aka other besties, if you didn't know, AIDS typically struggle with vulnerability. Now, here's my issue. I have been really struggling with anxiety, and I think I should go to a therapist. However, I can't seem to speak my mind. My mom is a four, so she is very invested in my emotional life. Whenever she asks me what's wrong or how does that make you feel, I just reply with, I don't know. How do I open up and share my feelings with people when I can't share them with my own mom who I'm very close to? I've been feeling very close off to everyone because I don't want to burden them with my issues. I hate the idea of people thinking I'm weak or that they might know what's actually going on inside. Sorry, this is long. It feels good to type it out. Love you guys. Love Anonymous. Anonymous? Yes. Wow. That's honestly like this is why I love this because I feel like we know like we've we've had people write in before that have been like, I want to yeah. go to therapy. I don't know how to say it. But now like you guys are going to see firsthand how, like, the Enneagram helps us approach this in such a specific way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I completely agree. So, I mean, just from even the list we've learned, what we both know from in Enneagram 8, um, vulnerability, super hard. You know, they're usually, like, the tough shell, like, I'm not afraid of a fight type thing. Um, but a lot of times that can be more about, like, just kind of like basic stuff or stuff to do with other people. I was gonna, yeah. Where it's if it's something that really is a source of like pain or fear, they're not as much going to be like vulnerable and like fight for that.
1: Yeah, I think. Um, I think the thing with eights is one of their biggest things is pride. Yeah, and I think that can manifest and show itself in many ways. A lot of times they fight for justice because they know that they can yeah, and they feel such a huge desire um, for everything to be like right in the world yeah. and almost view it as like, A superhero where they're like yeah you have great power comes with great responsibilities and you need to fight for those who can't fight for themselves so they're the the type who like even if it's a complete stranger that's getting like bulldozed by someone in line you know Mm -hmm. at a grocery store they're the ones that will literally like walk up and start fighting for the stranger because of this innate desire to write what's wrong.
2: Yeah. Oh no. Uh, they're the ones when you're with your group and something's happening and they're, they're the ones that are like, I, I got this yeah. and like get up and go take care of it. Yeah.
1: Um. The cool thing that I, I think we should say for all Enneagram numbers, um, but specifically to anonymous here is I think everyone needs to know that every number, there's a healthy version of that number. Mm-hmm. There's like the moderate version of that number and there's an unhealthy version of yeah. that number. So the healthiest version of an eight is good with being vulnerable yeah. but that's something that they struggle with yeah so it you'll probably in your life anonymous like have days when you or you know seasons in life when you are very comfortable with being vulnerable yeah. and I think that comes with having safe people in your life yes um but it's it's a it's a slippery slope we'll, uh, you'll probably bounce back and forth sometimes between feeling safe and being able to be vulnerable and then you know not and putting your wall up real quick and ready being ready to like deck someone who tries to get in
2: (laughs) totally and especially like if you think about like when you identify yourself as being the protector and being the one that's like kind of like in control and stepping up for things Mm -hmm. you're not going to necessarily want to show that soft side because you want people to like not fear you, but kind of, you know what I mean? Like you want people to know where you stand at all times. So it's hard to find that balance of appearing strong and tough and like, you're not afraid of a fight, Yeah. but then also sharing something that shows a weakness that you're afraid people are going to take advantage of.
1: Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I think, I think the first step before we go any further is recognizing that you might not be your healthiest version of yourself right now mm-hmm. and that's totally okay because guess what none of us are girl we are, we are all walking out of this pandemic like who
2: am i why do you think i know so much about the eight? <laughs> that's my unhealthy number and i'm like am i an eight yeah that's but i much. think i yeah. think all of
1: us as individuals including me including including taryn have to take a moment here and there every once in a while when we're not feeling ourselves when, when we're feeling mm-hmm. confused and be like am i in my healthiest yeah. state right now And if if you're not, that does change things with how you interact with people, with how you are treating yourself. Like there's so many things that change based on whether you're, you're in your healthiest place or not.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with the eight, we talk about, so the Enneagram, it's almost, if you look at it, like it's a circle and you, you go to different numbers and different things. So the eight has two wings. So it goes to either a seven, which is the enthusiast, which our anonymous writer is. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's like the very, like they're the life of the party, like very just like loud and energetic and playful, those type of people. And then it goes to a nine, which is like Ash, the peacemaker, If you are healthy, you go to a two, which is the caregiver, and it's, like, very, the loving nature, nurturing, and the two are tied together often, which is where, like, the mama bear ferocity comes out, Um, but when you're unhealthy, you go to a five, which is the observer, and you can have a lot of, like, stress and you're focusing on all these details of things which we'll get into those numbers which is funny because she mentioned anxious yeah and she thought she was a six which makes sense because you're shooting to where you're unhealthy so I think you from what I can see you are so aware that you're struggling right now like Mm -hmm. you're wanting help you're seeing that you're you're going into you know, tendencies that like are not usually you, um, you know, eights are very, they're very confident and very sure of themselves in a lot of ways. So to have just so much anxiety and so much questioning going on, I can't imagine how unstable that makes you feel to be almost like so opposite of the person like you associate with, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like everything in you is just almost uncomfortable. Yeah. When I first started going through like a really rough time and, and going more towards an eight, I remember sitting with you and being like, I don't think I'm a two. Like I don't deserve to be called a two. Cause I was like angry all the time. And yeah. I wanted to like yell at everyone, which is not usually who I am. Mm-hmm. So I can see how this is hard. And I will say um, my sister-in-law is an eight and she has shared too that it's, it's hard for her to share certain emotions and things like that. Um, which she does have a, she's a very healthy ape, but it's just so interesting to like know about yourself, like what is hard and what comes natural. And so I think that your mom, she is also tied to like your safety. And I think sometimes the people, it's almost like, you know, when you get hurt and your mom's like, Hey, are you okay? And you just start crying. Mm -hmm. Anyone else asks you, you're like, oh yeah, I'm good. Like blah, blah, blah. You know, but like your mom or that best friend, people who you feel really like safe and you love, like they ask you questions and it almost causes like an overpour of emotions. So I feel like you're in this state where you're barely holding the floodgates together. Mm -hmm. And, I think that you probably feel like if you start to talk to your mom about it, it's just going to like overflow. So I think therapy would be a great option because it's someone who is so removed from your life. It's someone who has a confidentiality that they can't break. It's someone who you can just go into and have your own agenda of what you want to tackle. And I think for your mom, if she is a four and she's... she trusts and loves emotions I think for her to just be able to say like mom like something is wrong and I am struggling and I love you and I love that you're here for me but right now like I don't even know how to process what I'm feeling and I think that I need help I'm sure she's going to be all over that
1: yeah I completely agree with Taryn I think obviously therapy is the biggest fix I I think all therapists are about to just be like the busiest people on the planet because everyone like, is walking to go out to being like, okay, I need to, I need to talk to someone. Yeah. Um, it's obviously one of the most beneficial things for something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I am curious because you, you do seem to be very knowledgeable in the Enneagram. I'm curious if you've ever had your mom read your number and if you've yeah. ever really dove into your mom's number. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest things me and my sister we're super close um but we're siblings obviously so we fight a lot we we <laughs> do all the sibling things there there was a period in in our life where we didn't talk <laughs> a lot yep. um and that's just that's just life but one of the biggest things that helped me the most with Alicia was when once I figured out her number I I was able to see her in a completely different way yeah every fight we ever had, I felt like she was selfish. I felt like she wasn't noticing me or Mm -hmm. looking at me. I felt like she didn't see me in any way. It was very much like everything was about Alicia and it, and it didn't make sense in my head in any way. And all she strove for was success. Yeah, And it felt like anything that was less than didn't matter. Yeah, Once I studied the number three, who is the You're achiever like, Oh, whose life goal is to succeed. <laughs> yeah. If they can't succeed, they won't do it. You know, like it's, it's one of those things I was able to realize, Oh, this is innate. Like in her, um, she has tunnel vision, which is a, an amazing gift when it comes to working, but like does mean that she doesn't see you a lot of the mm-hmm. time or doesn't notice the the mess that has piled up around her. <laughs> you know, like there's so many reasons why she is the way she is. And it m- helped me understand, Oh, this is her struggle. Yeah. And it's not personal. Yeah. The second I realized it wasn't personal, I was like, oh, we can talk now.
0: Because yeah. I thought
1: she was. it was like a slap in the face every time she didn't do something Fully. or didn't respond to me or whatever. Um, and vice versa. There's things I do, I know, I'm not going to dive into it, but um, that pissed her off until she realized and read my number and was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. this is something you struggle with. And I, it just helps so much. So I think what would be really cool is obviously on top of therapy if you could sit down with your mom and designate like a period of time where you can explain who you are like as a person and what, what you're struggling with. And Mm I, I don't think that needs to be a very, it doesn't have to be a big conversation if you don't want, I personally hate heavy conversations. I have a hard time with them. (laughs) It's really nice for me to be like, Hey, like, let me just casually throw this at you and we'll see where it goes. Um, But if you want to make it a whole thing and sit her down and like take her to coffee and explain like, Hey, like I am having a hard time sharing with you. And this is why Yeah, I don't like sharing
2: (laughs) and I would love to
1: become like, you know, more, I'd love to be, be able to be more intimate with you. But right now I don't feel safe Mm -hmm. and I don't like that for us. You know, I think she would respond to that really well.
2: Yeah. Even like printing out, a summary of an eight and maybe highlighting the things that like specifically stand Mm -hmm. out as like where you're at right now. And, you know, giving that to her. And I think the thing is, is it's just with all of this stuff, it's just so important to know how people tick, you know? Yeah, And I think to like letting people know we talk about it all the time. Let people know how you need to be loved. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't that's not just like an overarching like statement. Like yeah. I need to be loved differently now in this place in my life than I needed to be loved a month ago. Yeah. And like you've seen that oh, firsthand. 100%, yeah. So I think too like just letting her know everyone needs assurance. So anytime you deal with a conflict, I always the perfect recipe is you start, it's sandwich, you sandwich, you start with a positive. So reassuring that person, how much you love them, how much they mean to you Mm -hmm. going into what you're struggling with and then ending with another positive of saying, but like, I appreciate where you're at and I'm working on this stuff and I can't wait for like to get to a point where I could talk to you about it. Like you always sandwich stuff because it helps people to hear what you have to say versus just being like, mom, I don't want to talk to you about this. And she leaves being like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Yeah. Yeah, Which it doesn't sound like you would talk to her like that anyways. I'm just generalizing this. But I really think that you can use the Enneagram as a tool. But I think too, just explaining to her, like that is the problem and that's okay. Like when people ask what's wrong, you saying, I don't know. And like, that's what's upsetting to me is enough of an answer. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go into more than that. So I think you just need to be honest with her. It sounds like you get thrown off when she approaches you. So I think you should approach her. Yeah. I think you should do it. Yeah. Like, do it on your time. Be like, hey, okay, I'm feeling brave. This is on my heart. This is on my mind. So I'm going to start the conversation. So I feel a sense of control, which is important to an eight.
1: Yeah. Also, I just had a cool realization your mom is a four. That's the most emotional number there is. Like, they're (laughs) so in touch with their emotions. They're always crying. They're always. Super happy. They're always just so in touch with their emotions. It makes sense that you don't get along with her that well and stuff like this because you're the opposite. Like literally the exact opposite, which is a perfect segue because I'm doing a type four (laughs) next.
2: Oh my gosh. I didn't even think about that.
1: I... If I, if you, you anonymous, I'm telling you, I would have you listen to this next part of the podcast too, with your mom in mind, because they are very emotional beings. And I guarantee you her reaching out and wanting to be a part of this is simply her trying to love you more, but it is not. It's not
2: bad to say, hey, like I see that and I appreciate that, but I can't handle that right now. Yeah, and she says they're super close, but this just specific emotional aspect right now is hard for her. So yeah, I I think that you're, I'm excited for you to go to therapy because I think, I don't know, therapy is just so cool because it really is whatever you want it to be. Like you are in the driver's seat. You can go in and say and do whatever you want. And that therapist is, specifically listening for ways that they can help shape the conversation so they're not judging you they're not like oh my gosh like you're giving too much or you're giving not enough like it literally is what you go in and whatever you put into it is what you get out Mm -hmm. so I think that it could be a great space for you specifically and I think your mom just needs a little bit of like a (laughs) reassurance. I'll talk about this when like I can, but right now I can't, you know? Hey, I love you. That's never Mm
1: going to change. I appreciate what you're trying to do, but it's not working as effectively as you think it is. So let's take a break.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. But I, eights are so needed in the world and I love eights. Like I, I'm usually the one defending other people and having an eight in my life now has been like so refreshing because She's like quick to be like, "Uh-uh, like I'll come in and like handle this for you type thing." And I think we underestimate how much we need those people to help us to feel safe and protected and important. And I think you have a beautiful number that can can sometimes be confused with being too harsh. So, I think you're going to find a good balance and you're going to find what you need to to communicate to your mom, and I'm really excited Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's
0: shopify.com slash specialoffer.
2: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
1: Okay, we're going to go ahead and dive into my email, which is all about the Enneagram Type 4. If you haven't taken the test and you think you're a 4, listen up, this might be you. Um, If you haven't No idea what we're talking about. Listen up. This could still be you.
2: Or this could be someone that you're like, uh You're like, oh I know.
1: I know exactly. uh, You know, Susan. I know I know a handful (laughs) of fours. So
2: Ash thought I was a four. Yeah. I was upset when I was a two because I was like, the four sounded so cool. I wanted to be a four.
1: Yeah. Well they're the they're the like artsy emotional Mm -hmm. fits. Okay. What is it like to be a four? Let me tell you. I like things that are unconventional, dramatic, and refined. I'm definitely not a fan of the ordinary. I never really felt like I belonged. I have so many feelings in a day. It's hard to know which ones to pay attention to first. Mm. Some people think I'm aloof, but really I'm just unique. In social situations, I tend to hang back and wait for others to approach me melancholy is (laughs) comfortable for me so it's annoying when people try to cheer me up they enjoy being sad okay i'm not like everyone else phew (laughs) i'm very sensitive to criticism and it takes me a while to get over it i spend a lot of time trying to explain myself when people tell me what to do i'm often tempted to do the exact opposite sometimes i just disappear and go radio silent for a few days I'm okay with sad songs, sad stories, sad movies. Overly happy people give me a headache. I feel there's something essential lacking in me. Mm -hmm. It's really hard for me to settle into a a relationship because I'm always looking for my ideal soulmate. I'm (sighs) self-conscious. It's hard for me to find a place in a room full of people. People say I'm too intense and my feelings overwhelm them. I'm either an artsy or highly creative person. I come up with one amazing creative idea after another. It's executing them that's hard for me. Mm-hmm. Lots of people misunderstand me and it makes me frustrated. I pull people in, but then I get nervous and push them away. I worry a lot about abandonment.
2: Wow. That is the four, wow. ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so reading that, Ash, was there some that you related to or not really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Which one specifically? A great question. I just closed the book. So sorry. <laughs> you know which one got me is the, I worry about picking the wrong person, that there's like someone better out there. Oh, 100%. Literally? I'm not joking. I think that's why I'm going to be single forever. Because <laughs> I <laughs> cannot <laughs> settle on anyone because I'm like, what if? But you know why? It's because I wasted four years with someone I thought. And that, the fear of that happening again, yeah, keeps me from like You know, this could lead us into a completely different topic, (laughs) but I'm going to say
1: it anyways. The fours, much like the twos, are Mm -hmm. very emotional. Yes. I think the fours specifically struggle with this romanticized idea of what love looks like. Mm -hmm. And the harsh truth is love does not look like that. Oh, yeah. It can sometimes, Mm -hmm. but not all the time. And especially not when you first meet someone. Yeah. So fours usually have to get over that. And find mm-hmm. someone who's very grounded and down to earth. Who's like, yo, yeah. <laughs> maybe sometimes, but like that's not real. Yeah, that's not real life. Yeah, same thing as Taryn. Taryn needs to get her head out of the clouds. Hey,
2: this and realize don't
1: make this <laughs> realize that risk is needed, and you have yeah. to take give it time fully.
2: But um, also that I love being sad, but um, I go to a four when I'm healthy. Yeah,
1: and so. I, I think people misconstrue. I love being sad. I think that sounds kind of like, that sounds dark, but it doesn't, it's not necessarily, it's not dark. It's just it's, connected to their feelings. And these are the, the value people, of these are the people who typically do poetry, music, mm-hmm. are very creative, are artistic. They paint, they they dance. So it makes sense that they enjoy feeling blue sometimes because that usually according to most artists and Taylor Swift um (laughs) would tell you that like in their darkest times they wrote the most beautiful yeah they were their most creative Mm -hmm. so it makes sense that I don't I don't think they I don't want to I think people think enjoy sadness sounds crazy but I think they're just comfortable there and they're really good at at being in touch with their sad they're not
2: afraid of those emotions like they see the value in what those emotions can do yeah. like what kind of outlet that can be
1: yeah. yeah the one that i created with the most is i'm either an the artist one you or with? sorry the one i connected with the most <laughs> is that i'm highly creative i can come up with amazing ideas but i have a hard time executing them yeah i would say i have a mm-hmm. hard time i have all these great ideas and i cannot get my ass in gear and get going that's something i struggle with a that's lot that's
2: why you do well with people that you can delegate your ideas yeah. to, and they we're help you on that mm-hmm. this yeah.
1: is the year of growth for me no, yeah for sure okay anyways my email we're gonna get into this sorry i feel like i've been rambling a lot no it was all about enneagram type four hello ladies my name is diana and you can say it i'm from portugal Oh, uh, okay. I I wanted to start by saying that I love your podcast. You have been my company throughout all of these lockdowns. Oh, I like that. I'm 24, about to turn 25 in May and having a quarter life crisis. Let me give you some context. Went to college to do a degree in accounting and administration. Knew from the very beginning that it was not for me. Graduated in 2019 and started working in accounting immediately. I gave myself the year of 2020 to work in the area and to see if I actually enjoyed it or not. Fast forward to now. I don't like the job at all, and I don't like the life that I'm living. In terms of work, I know for a fact I'm meant to be doing something else. I just don't know what. I like the company that I work for and the people, but I hate the job. I can't ask them to give me another role since I've only been with this company for less than a year. To change, I would need to be with them for at least a year. But also, the only experience that I have is in something that I do not want to do anymore. It's Mm -hmm. the most boring job. Now, into my personal life, I'm bored as hell. Living in a small town, barely having any friends left, and the ones that I have and still talk to are in completely different stages of life. People around me are starting to settle down, buy houses, get married, have kids, same. (laughs) I was like, um, (laughs) Uh, same. (laughs) She continues. And I'm far, far, far from that. I want to travel. I want to see the world. I want to meet new people. I want to go on adventures, but also I want to stay and have a career and be good at something. I want to improve my education in order to achieve a better role in in my career, but also I want to leave everything behind and go volunteer for a year. <laughs> somewhere. Yes, I want to move to a different country every single day. Sometimes I want to go study there. Other times I want to just be here and work, but also don't really ha- want to leave, <laughs> especially because my family will think I'm completely, I'm a complete failure because most of my cousins are doctors and engineers and have really nice jobs and stability. <laughs> What's stability? <laughs>
2: I, I don't. Stability. 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 Itty. <laughs> and
1: I kind of want stability, but also at the same time, not really because I know I won't like it. I thought to maybe start my own business would be a good idea, but I do not have any talents and I'm being serious. Also no ideas. <laughs> I am an Enneagram type four. No idea what it means. Did the test and I was, and I immediately started writing this email.
2: Not sure. So she's like
1: fresh. Fresh, fresh. Love it. Not sure what I want in life or where to start. Just know I want something different from what I have and know the time for a change is now. Mm -hmm. It's now or never. I know if I don't do anything right now, I will settle for boring, more of the same small town type of living that I do not want. I know you won't give me a solution, obviously, but what do you recommend? Where to start, books to read, podcasts to listen to, anything? I will appreciate absolutely anything. She adds, sorry for my English. English is my second language. I thought
2: she did great. You killed it. You did
1: great. I'm having a hard time reading. That's me. (laughs) Um, She adds, please continue your podcast. It's amazing. Always fun to listen to your episodes, no matter what the subject is. Thanks, Diana. I love this. Wow. There's so 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 many things I want to say. First off, I just want to go ahead and say, you not knowing what you want is such a typical four. Oh my gosh. Like yes. it just makes sense because your emotions are everywhere and you want to chase like the adventure. You want to romanticize mm-hmm. life. It makes sense that you're not happy in a small town because there's such a big world out there for you yes. to go see and experience and play with, you know? Um, so that is the most normal thing I've ever heard for a four. Yes. So please know that you're normal. This is not weird. This is so stereotypical normal
2: yeah and I don't think that has to change like that is literally me like I always say I don't know what I want to be when I grow up Mm -hmm. like I've changed I wanted to be a musician I wanted to be a therapist I still think I might go back into that then I worked with kids then I did stuff in media and then I did editing then I do whatever like I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing I think with a four you have to almost find a balance of like what is like a responsible reasonable choice and how can i like still provide for myself to take care of myself and make choices that are smart but while always leaving space to have an outlet to explore and let myself experience yeah. things that are creative otherwise you're going to be miserable like you have to accept you, you are always going to need to have space for that.
1: Yeah, I was going to say one of uh, a close, I have, again, I have a handful of four friends. One of them um, is a friend of mine who actually helped model Parallel. Um, she, if you know her at all, she is never in one place for more than a month. She lives out of her suitcase. She travels from state to state, but pre-pandemic, she was always in another country. And I just got um, drinks with her last week and she was saying how difficult it has been for her because she has lived her life on the go this entire time. She's a, uh, she's a model. So she's very creative in that way. Um, but being stuck at home has been really hard for her and it's been taking a toll on her. All that to say, one thing I think that she does have going for her is she has a very flexible career. Um, I know that's not always an option for everyone, but I do think, there's two options to choose from you either happen to find a job that works for you that's mm-hmm. flexible and allows you to, to to be creative for money or you accept the 9 to 5 job the stability yes and you make your passions your vacation time you make your weekends your hours off of work that is your passion time yeah so those are those are the two like options in that I feel like life gives you (laughs) is you either happen to find the creative outlet and you make money for it and you make it work which oftentimes actually isn't stable in any way yeah um or you do the 9 to 5, you commit, but the second you clock out, you're on your own time and you use that time for you and your creativity.
2: Yes, I totally agree. Like finding fun workout classes to do, yeah. finding like some types of groups to be involved in, volunteering at places like all of that stuff. Starting a book traveling is important.
1: Oh my gosh, my brother told me <laughs> because uh, I I similarly uh Basically, when all my friends were getting married and having kids in their 20s, I was like, nah. (laughs) I'm good. I was like, I don't want to. I'd much rather travel and do my own thing. And I don't regret it in any way. But my brother told me that he met a couple of girls. My brother lives in Alaska, fun fact. And he met a couple of girls that, like, quit everything and work at this, like, coffee shop. Mm Mm-hmm. And they have a system. They're like they're like best friends or they're sisters. I can't remember. They have a system where they'll work for six months, save up enough money, and then they'll disappear for six months. And they're, it's a small town. The owner of the coffee shop doesn't care. And they're thriving. Yeah. And that's all they want in life. And that makes them happy. And because they get to travel. So like they'll work for six months, save everything, not spend a penny, literally eat ramen (laughs) just so they can save money so that they can, you know, maybe go to Portugal where you're from for six months and just explore life, you know, and that's, that's where they get their, their fix from, if that makes sense.
2: No, it makes total sense. And I think too, like, that's the thing is like, as a four, you have that creativity and you need to like be very intentional with trying to figure out how to find a balance and that can be very overwhelming also something that stuck out to me so core longing is that you're loved and seen for who you are and Mm -hmm. it sounds like you come from a family that is very different than you Mm -hmm. and you care like she said something about I want to leave and do this but I'm afraid of what my family will think of me or Mm -hmm. think I'm a failure so I think that's something you're going to have to balance out too of like it's okay for you, like those girls who do that coffee shop thing Mm -hmm. to a lot of people, they might be like, wow, that's so irresponsible. Like, when are you going to grow up and like get a real job and do whatever? But to them, that is their purpose and what they, what they want to do, where their heart is. So I think that's the whole thing is like, at the end of the day, I was just talking to a friend about this at the end of the day. You can live your entire life, your whole day, making decisions and choices for other people. But when you lay your head down on your pillow, you are the one who has to like be in that moment with yourself. And you're either going to be like, I'm so glad I did what I did. And I did what I, with my resources and my energy today, or you're going to sit there and feel unsatisfied because you live for other people. Yeah. So I think that you need to get a balance on Yes, it might be if you tell your family like, hey, I know I just graduated and got this job, but I'm going to save up and I'm going to go to Greece for a year or yeah. whatever it is. People might not always agree with you, but you have to, especially as a four, you've got to find your own rhythm and, and find what works for you. Like Taryn said, I mean, I... I studied hotel hospitality.
1: I thought I was going to be a sign language interpreter. I then quit everything and moved and started a two-year program out in Orange County um, to get my degree. And here I am to this day, like, not using my degree in any way. Um, but doing this YouTube thing, which I didn't plan on doing, Mm -hmm. it kind of fell into it. And here it is like my full-time job, um, was, that was not a part of the plan in any way, but I, I allowed myself to be in a position where I was able to bob and weave Mm -hmm. with the opportunities that came my way. So when an opportunity that I was like interested in came my way, I was able to say, okay, sure. Yeah. I think what's interesting is I was your age (laughs) right when this happened. So I think what would be really cool and important for you right now at this period of time would be to get yourself in a position where you are able to be open to opportunities coming your way. Maybe this is a time to like save. Yeah. You know, maybe this is a time to hunker down pinch our pennies and build our savings account so that when something does come our way, we can be like by nine to five, I'm going to go do this, you know, but have a plan ready so that you are actually chasing a goal, you know, so important. Otherwise you're just sitting there mindlessly. Like one of the best things you can do. I don't know if you live with your family or what, but if you're living with your family and they're not charging you rent, hello, this is the time to freaking save. Like let's build our savings and, and go for it or like start brainstorming. I Mm -hmm. love sitting down and having brainstorming sessions with my friends um, about creative outlets and things that they can do with their lives. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like you're, you're so young and you're actually at the perfect age in life when everyone starts kind of doing the normal, the normal stereotypical thing. Mm -hmm. And if you're feeling a different type of way, please know you are not alone. No, There are so many people that want to do the exact same thing, including me. And I think, I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think if you don't allow yourself to kind of chase it now, you'll end up in a place where you'll regret that you never did. And that's, that in my head is is the worst possible outcome.
2: Oh yeah. I think you definitely, like Ash said, like you just gotta always be working towards something. Like that's just how you operate. Like things are gonna feel meaningless unless you do. And, and you know, like, I mean, people find, it's crazy. Like people find, you know, like, They love to teach. So they'll go teach English in another country because that ties in their traveling um, passion too. You know what I mean? So I think it's, it's just looking at all of the cards you have reaching out to people and being like, Hey, I have a degree in this. These are my passions. Like, what do you think is a doable thing? Mm -hmm. And if you're not able to do that right now and you need to just stick with your job, then you've got to pursue things outside of your job that are going to ignite that creativity for sure.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, we said this in the last episode, but, um, the sleeping at last podcast is incredible. You're a four. So you're going to freaking love it. You're going to be a wreck. You're going to cry. You're going to be taking notes. You're going to listen to it constantly. Um, listen to your numbers episode. It's so freaking good. And then again, typology is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. They have, um, entire like rooms filled with the same number mm-hmm. and they all discuss life from their perspective there's guys there's girls it's like a gender mix um and you you get to like hear everyone's thoughts on different topics and it's so freaking interesting yes. I think you it's would love so that cool. anyways Diana I'm so pumped for you I'm stoked for your life for your future um if you know if you if you end up just like freaking flipping tables and walking out and going on an adventure, please send us photos. <laughs> send us a post. <laughs> I don't feel like we're in the, in the, in the seat with you like yeah. next to you. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for sharing.
2: Well, thanks again to everyone who wrote in mm-hmm. and everyone who's listening right now. We're hoping that this helps you to just, you know, the goal is to get to know yourself better. So yep. whether you take the Enneagram or not, we hope that That's just listening to this is helpful. Um, we love you all so much.
1: Shall we end it with a dad joke? Of course we shall.
2: Hey, Ashley. Yes, Terry. Why do oceans never go out of style? Ooh. Uh, I don't know. Cause they're always current. Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> I like they're wavy
1: <laughs> cause they're wavy <laughs> <laughs> guys thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode if you're still here you know we love you the Real most. MVP. you're the best um, follow us on all our socials follow my parallel apparel Instagram yeah. and we will talk to you guys burr, soon burr, burr. bye, bye.